Welcome to the Movers Resource Guide podcast, connecting you to the resources you need to create success. We chat with the best vendors, associations, mentors, movers, and more, giving you the information you need to make your moving company the best it can be. I'm your host, Brian Hassan, CEO of Wayfinder Moving Services in Buffalo, New York, Apex Movers in Lakewood, Washington, and president of the New York State Movers Association. Today, our guest is Alex Dimitrikopoulos from Remedy Payment Solutions. Uh, Alex is a great guy. Uh, he runs, runs a wonderful company. Uh, Remedy is a payment processing, com- uh, credit card processing company uh, that solely works with the ind- uh, moving industry. So he's uh, got a lot of insight into the industry and, uh, you know, we had a great conversation. He's a lot of fun, uh, a lot to learn about how to what chargebacks are and how to prevent them and things we can do as movers to protect ourselves. So I think it's an important conversation. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always good talking with Alex. So I, I hope you enjoy. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, here's Alex. All right. Welcome to the Movers Resource Guide podcast. Alex, how you doing today? Doing really good, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So <clears throat> knew we had this show today and uh, I'm like, all right, what am I going to wear? I normally wear like a polo or a button down or something. I'm like, you know what? Our new hoodies came in and they almost look like the Chargers powder blue. And I know you're on the outskirts of LA. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm throwing on the powder blue today to represent for Alex. So uh, here we here we are. And you showed up in a hoodie and I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so uh, so welcome. How, how's, how's things? Doing good. Um, I, I am actually a big Charger fan. Um, okay. During college, I lived uh, across the street from their stadium down in San Diego. So me and a bunch of buddies would just always walk across and tailgate and have a good time. And then they moved to L.A. and we kind of fell off the bandwagon a little bit just because they <laughs> left us. But yeah. I'm back on again. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're <clears throat> they're struggling this year, but usually they're a fun team to watch. But it's it's okay. also my wife's. She's in. We're in Buffalo, and she's a Bills fan. But like her her heart is is with the Chargers because San Diego was always her favorite city. So um, she she pays special attention to the Chargers as well. <laughs> Bills so. are struggling a little bit, surprisingly. Yeah, it, it's. It's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it, it winds out here. As we're recording this, uh, we have not played the Chiefs yet, so uh, I'm, I'm hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that works out for us. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. I, I we're going to talk about chargebacks and some of the things we can do to prevent that, and uh, might not appear to be a, a very entertaining or interesting topic. But we did have you come into the New York State Movers and, and give the talk, and it was really well received. So I, I think there's some really good information here that that will be super helpful. But before we get to that, we had we had a little conversation before we started here about just you know rough times for the moving industry. Uh, just not that I want to be doom and gloom because I seem to always talk a, a, about this a little bit. But uh, you just have a really interesting perspective because at Remedy you only work with movers, so you have a really good. Uh, broad stroke vision of what's going on with everyone across the country. And I would love for you to share some of your insights over the last year of what you've been seeing. Yeah. So we started um, processing with movers back in 2017 and those have just been like better years. We always heard (laughs) about these like bad years that existed before that and companies going out of business, but we never saw it. 
Um, and then 2020, 2021 were really good years in the industry. Uh, 2022 had kind of a mixed bag. And then 2023, we've seen, um, we've seen a decline. So we process for about 1500 movers. So we have a good, uh, by by the way, real quick, that's, that's an insane number of people that you're processing (laughs) for that. uh, Congratulations, man. That's a, that's awesome growth and, and shows how, how much movers resonate with you, uh, to have that kind of growth and and that short of a time. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you go. (laughs) No. And so we just really see like what's going on in the industry And um, we track all the trends. We track the volumes of the merchants, the average transaction that they process. And we're seeing that the volume per merchant about 15% down um, this year relative to last year. And last year might have already been a little bit down relative to the year before. So there has been a nice size decrease in the volume process at the mover level. And we're seeing it also in the number of transactions. They're just doing less transactions. Um, the only thing that's actually up is the average transaction size. So it seems like inflation and some of the economic pressures have raised the cost of moving. Um, yeah. But outside of that, no, industry definitely had a tougher year. Um, saw a lot of companies go out of business, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah and um, looking forward to a better 2024. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine that, you know, it's sad that the, the companies go out, but you know, and I've said this before, but uh, less competition for those of us who do survive through this time period. And I I think we're seeing some, some things on the horizon that are uh, allow for some hope. (laughs) So uh, that things will start to get better. So, um, well, go ahead. I was going to say one of my first clients that I signed up um, out here in California, because we joined the California moving and storage association. That Mm -hmm. was like the first association we participated in. Yeah. They actually went out of business and they were a good sized company. So it was really alarming to see not just the one person in a truck kind of closing down, but yeah. some of those larger operations um, facing difficulties. And I think it's really geographic based. Like California might be a little bit hit harder than some okay. of the other states um, just because of the housing market here. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that's <clears throat> it, it's got to be tough. And I'm sure it depends on uh you know, I'm sure there's areas of pockets of the country that are, are still doing really well. I think uh, I've heard some, some Phoenix area movers where that, that market's kind of remaining fairly strong and um, maybe that's not universal. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, and uh, you know, but uh, no, it's uh, I, I appreciate you sharing those insights with us. It was, it was, you know, as we were talking, as we were getting going here, it came up and uh, not very many people in the industry have the, the, the look into kind of have that uh, broad stroke of data that you have. So that was, uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us. So, yeah. Um, so one of the things we wanted to talk about is, um, you know, we know that uh, one of the services that, that remedy offers is, uh, you know, kind of holding a, a company's hand through the, the chargeback process. Um, so to start that though, what is a chargeback? Let's start real basic and, and right there. What, what's a chargeback, Alex? <laughs> so a chargeback, I mean, everyone has the ability to do a chargeback. If you have a credit card issued by a credit card issuer, you can log into your statement online, go look at the transactions. And if you feel that one of those transactions is either not your transaction or you disagree with the amount 
or you don't feel that what you were promised was actually promised, you can dispute that transaction um, and that's called a chargeback. So it's essentially when a customer goes on to their statement and clicks dispute and starts the dispute process um, to ultimately uh, dispute that transaction. And what happens behind the scenes is the money is taken from the merchant. So if I did a $1,000 move with Wayfinder, Wayfinder is going to see $1,000 taken from their bank account. It's going to be given back to me as the customer as a temporary credit. And then you now have to go fight for that. Um, and essentially, you're you're guilty until proven innocent, unfortunately. So um, char- movers process large transactions. It's not like you're buying a pack of gum and a Coca-Cola at the gas station. So when you experience one of those chargebacks, it hits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, 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 while we haven't had a lot here, um, you know, we've had a couple over the years and uh, all of a sudden you're just like, wait, what? Especially if it's like in January or February, you're like, it, it, you know, if it's a $10,000 cross country move and, and all of a sudden it gets pulled out in a, in a short month, you're just, you're reeling and you're like, Alex, help. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what are the, what would you say the most common types of chargebacks are that, that you get? There's a couple that we've seen that have been on the rise. Um, the most common by far is fraud. So customers are claiming fraud. And when they're claiming fraud, it's not even necessarily that it's a fraudulent transaction, meaning that somebody stole their credit card and then purchased a move. It's that they're claiming fraud because they feel that the services that they received were, let's say, fraudulent compared to what they were promised. So a lot of the the fraud-related transactions are just people that are claiming they were promised something that essentially they didn't get um, outside of it being truly fraud itself. Now, fraud as a whole is on the rise. Um, we've definitely seen it in the moving industry and it's weird because you would think like I'm moving someone from point A to point B, I know where they live. Like, how can you really commit fraud? But what they're doing is they're moving into like storage facilities or they're having a refrigerator. Like we had this one case recently where someone purchased a refrigerator and then had it moved or shipped to a FedEx location. Um, and it was held at the FedEx location for pickup. Now, once somebody picks it up, like you don't have any trace of where that person is. Or yeah. if you move them into a storage facility and they come and move themselves out before they dispute this transaction, you don't know where that person is. So we're seeing yeah. a lot of rises in fraud, particularly related to random moving requests or last minute requests. Like we need mm-hmm. you to move us today. Those are the big ones. Yeah. And that's interesting. And I, I think different areas of the country react to this differently, but um, we never move somebody same day unless they're an existing customer. Um, you know, we move a lot of the bills, players and staff. And when uh, a couple of years ago, when Tredavious White tore his ACL, he was like, you know, his wife called and was like, hey, can you bring his sleep number bed up from the basement for us right away. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go do that for you. Um, but as a matter of, you know, we, we just don't move people same day and we rarely ever move people next day because you just see so many issues with those moves. There are people that didn't plan, maybe don't have the money or potentially uh, gonna, gonna claim fraud <laughs> afterwards. So, yeah. um, so if you do get yourself in one of those situations where a customer 
says, Hey, this is a fraudulent transaction or, or whatever. What do you, how, how do you, how do you fight back against that type or how do you protect yourself against that type of uh, chargeback? Those are the hardest to win when you're trying to win them after the chargeback already happens. Those okay. you, I mean, if you want to have the best chance at winning a fraudulent transaction chargeback, you essentially have to avoid it from happening. Um, the way you avoid it from happening is doing things like what you're talking about, where you don't do same day or next day moves, unless you're very familiar with that customer. Um, you're, if people are asking you to charge the card in advance, like look out for the red flags. Like if they're saying, if you say, I don't charge until the end of the move and they're adamant that they want to pay before the move, it's because they want to make sure that that credit card is going to clear before you perform mm. the services. So you just really have to educate your team and make them aware of the different things that like provoke fraud and then try and avoid them from what, before they happen. Now, when okay. they happen, there are a couple of things that you can do. So the big document that movers have is their bill of lading or contract. So make sure it's signed. Make sure that the name on that document matches the name on the credit card that's being used. So, so many companies tell us we can't check credit cards on site. We can't check for driver's license. It's too much work. My team can't do that. I totally understand. But if you don't want to lose fraud-related chargebacks, it's what you have to do. You have to make sure that you're checking those driver's licenses and credit cards on site and that they do belong to the individual that's there and that that name is also on the bill of lading. Because we recently had um, a mother-daughter get into a fight after the move and the mother paid for the move and disputed the transaction. And now the mover doesn't have the mom's name on the bill of lading. So the mom's claiming fraud that she never authorized the transaction and the mover's having a hard time proving that she did because there's no record of her anywhere involved with the move. So uh, you really yeah, need to make sure that you, you have that kind of check and balance in place to win and avoid chargebacks. And if you're not processing with the address, like if you're not entering the address when you process a transaction, that's also a big no-no because if it's a fraud-related chargeback, you have a receipt that's provided when you process a transaction. And if that receipt has a positive match for the address that you entered, it helps you prove that the customer participated in the transaction. So you're really trying to balance um, operationally what your team can do and then also protect yourselves against a chargeback at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. I, and I would, I would think that, you know, a situation like that would be hard to come back from when, when their name's not on the bill of lading or anything like that. And I, to be honest, it, it actually happens fairly often because a lot of times, you know, kids are moving their parents somewhere or parents are moving their kids somewhere. Or, uh, there, there's a, a lot of situations that tend to arise where, where the person whose stuff we're moving or who's on the bill of lading is not necessarily the person uh, paying the bill. Um, so that's a, a really good, it's, it's an interesting point. I'm, I'm sure that we've uh, not done the right thing there more than once. So uh, something to pay attention to. And if you haven't experienced the pain from it, it's probably because you're doing a good job as a moving company and you're not getting chargebacks. Because remember, it's only a problem if there's a chargeback. And people, yeah. assuming that everyone's good, typically don't do a chargeback unless there's a problem. Yeah. And well, thank you. Because <laughs> I, I, 
I only remember us ever having a few chargebacks, like two or three that I can remember, if that. Um, and and <laughs> the only thing I do remember is the last, you know, when we've had a chargeback, it's like we're immediately were notified by Remedy and you guys were like all over it. And, you know, you might have needed us to get you some information or anything. But uh, I, I all I remember is a pretty was taken care of fairly easily for us because we, you know, you guys were so on top of it. So, um, so, so that's awesome. And we appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, so in my head, I would think that chargebacks become more of a problem when, you know, people start running out of money and people run out of money more when the economy is slowing down or, or struggling. Um, and I feel like we're getting into that time period now. Is that, is that something you're seeing a correlation in that, that is there a, as this economy starts slowing down that the chargebacks are increasing or? Yeah, we've seen an uptick. So I say we probably saw about a 20% uptick in chargebacks this year relative to last year, which wow. is a pretty significant change. Yeah. Um, prior to COVID, chargebacks weren't quite as popular, let's say. And I say that from the perspective that people didn't really understand the rights that they had with their credit card providers to dispute transactions until you had COVID where you had a lot of supply chain issues and you were purchasing things that weren't being delivered or different types of items that you didn't expect. Um, So you became familiar with how to dispute a transaction. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of carried over into the future. So people that understand if something wasn't provided to me as it was promised, I can dispute it. Um, and as things get tighter, like around Christmas time, if you just think about this, if I have a $5,000 available credit on my credit card, and let's say I carry a balance because I can't afford to pay it off every month. Um, and I want to free up some money for the holiday season. I can go and dispute a transaction, thousand dollar transaction. That $1,000 is now added back to my credit line. So now I have the availability to go use that $1,000 where I didn't have the ability before. Now I might lose that chargeback, but they're not going to rebuild me for two weeks. So I have that freedom to have that cash flow um, without any repercussion. Um, Customer doesn't have to pay like a fine if they lose the chargeback. Interesting. Well, uh, like what if they max out their card and and then... The vendor is able to prove that it was a legit charge. Um, It'll take them and... above their limit. Okay. okay. And like, well, at least they're not them. like, well, sorry, they're above their limit yeah. now. <laughs> so you don't get anything anyway. <laughs> um, all right, Alex. So now's the the point in the podcast where we like to 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 break it up a little bit, tell a funny, crazy, interesting, moving story. Um, so I, I'd love to to see what 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 you have on uh, on tap for us here. Nothing too funny. Uh, Everything's always good for me within the moving industry because movers just love having fun. Um, Actually, now that I think about it, I was at um, this was the ATA show out in Orlando. And I was going out to um, grab a drink or dinner with Oded from DN Van Lines Mm -hmm. and then Caleb over at Cornerstone um, and some people from my team. And as we were walking back, I just had this crazy idea that I needed to do a cartwheel. Um, so I tried to do a cartwheel and ultimately just fell on my face and busted my lip for the rest of the show. I had to walk around like that. <laughs> outside of that, a lot of good experiences. <laughs> uh, you know, that reminds me of dispatchers a couple of years ago. I think you were there. 
since you bring up Oded, I don't know, maybe crazy things just happen around Oded, uh, but they were drunk at two in the morning or something. And he decided to start, uh, apparently he used to be a wrestler or something. I don't know. So he started to wrestle with a guy. They were just having fun. There was, they weren't fighting or anything. And they were just wrestling in the hallway of the hotel room. And I don't know, something happened. And the guy gave Oded like this, just huge shiner. <laughs> so I remember that. You remember, And then he walks up the next morning, uh, to, to talk in front of everybody and he's wearing the sunglasses and you're like, why are you wearing sunglasses? <laughs> he's got a yeah, black eye for the whole. <laughs> um, always, uh, <clears throat> the moving is industry is a drinking industry. Coming up here. Are you, do you go to dispatchers? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're recording this on, uh, you know, December 6th here. So, uh, yesterday, uh, they released the ability to register. Uh, so I'm, I'm registered. I booked the hotel. Just I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm locked in. We're so. on like the, let's call it planning committee. So we're helping with like the yeah. vendor registration and all the artwork. Um, and I can tell this is going to be a good one. There will be a great attendance and it looks yeah. like a super fun location down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, Caleb and Brittany are, are also on that, um, and they were on our podcast a, a little bit ago. And so we talked about that a, a little bit. And uh, so a, a good tie in, I guess I didn't mean to do that. But uh, yeah, registration, as you're hearing, this is now open for dispatchers. Uh, early bird ends uh, January, January sometime. So if you sign up in December, for sure, uh, there's a early bird discount. So uh, should be a good show. It looks like like you said, it looks like they're doing a great job planning. It uh, should be a lot of fun. Always is. Um, so so there's our plug for dispatchers right in the middle of there. Look at us go. <laughs> um, okay, so we've we've talked about the. So we now know what chargebacks are. We know what the main ones, the main problem one is right now. But what are some other common chargebacks that you tend to see um, right now? A lot of it are going to be around. So there's only so many codes that you can dispute with the credit card provider. Um, so it kind of categorizes a lot of them together. But mm -hmm. another one that we see very often is goods or services not received as promised. Okay. And essentially what that refers to, it, it could be a whole variety of things. So when you're estimating a job, try and get fairly close. I know that the customer can can throw like a grand piano at you last second or something. But if you, you need to try and get close on your estimate because if you're quoting a job for $1,000 and you end up charging 5,000, might have a harder time winning that dispute um, <laughs> just because of the deviation away from it. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one that we're seeing as well. And then just making sure that all of your terms and conditions are clearly outlined. So if this is an estimate and additional trucks might be needed, you need to outline that additional trucks are gonna have additional costs and maybe additional trip fees. If additional crew is needed, you need to outline that on your estimate as well. Um, okay. When you're fighting these chargebacks, it's really about proving that you communicated your policy to the customer. So by having a bill of lading that's signed in all these different locations around all these different terms and conditions, like I'll give you an example, um, damage policy. Okay. By including an initial directly in that little box around damage policy or valuation coverage on the bill of lading, it enhances your chance of winning that because it's not one signature at the end of a three-page document. You can prove that the customer saw that because there's an initial right next to it. 
Gotcha. So a lot of the moving and storage software out there, like I know Smart Moving, for example, I think you use Smart Moving. Yeah. Yep. Like you can insert where you want to have um, initials or signatures put on the bill of lading. And that way you can make it as tight as you want. Like um, some people are really good at it and they'll even add verbiage around particle bird furniture, like Ikea type furniture breaks, very fragile. Um, so a lot of people will put that their damage policy around that furniture. There's no additional coverage available. It's just straight 60 cents a pound. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of in the in the guidelines for New York State. Um, when you when you go through the process to become a legal mover in New York, uh, that's one of the things they give you um, because it's just such an inherent risk that the state doesn't expect you to cover it. Um, oh, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, there, there's you, there's three options you can choose, but it, it really limits the liability to the mover. Um, because there's so much inherent risk, which is really interesting. So, um, but absolutely, that's a <laughs> that's a good one to have an initial next to. Yes. Um, okay. Are, are there any other big ones uh, up um, on that list for you? Or delivery acknowledgement. So, like having a delivery mm -hmm. acknowledgement proving that services were rendered and everything was delivered in good fashion is a big one because you might have somebody that has these boxes in their house and their son or daughter might push one over and break something. And by the time they open it, they realize that something was damaged. And if you don't have that like release of liability and delivery acknowledgement, that's going to be a tough chargeback to win. So again, and it goes back to just like making sure your terms and conditions are really buttoned up. Yeah. And, and this isn't something we've really seen. So I, I, I'm, I guess I'm surprised, uh, it, it, how much ability somebody has to say, oh, well, they broke my stuff, so I don't want to pay now. And they might get away with that um, if it's not in the terms and conditions, because it's just not not something we've seen a lot of. But um, it's it's definitely something where we we should probably step back and take a look at our terms and conditions and make sure they're on point here. And if you send, I mean, we can't give like, let's say legal advice, but mm -hmm. if you send us your documents that you use and just ask for a cursory review and maybe give you a couple of tidbits that we've seen from other bill of ladings, we're happy okay. to do that as well. Oh, that's a, that's a fantastic option for us. Uh, we, I might take you up on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, well, and like you say, man, you guys are full service too. So that's, I, you know, we, we definitely appreciate that. Um, so if we were to do one thing or let's say we're a moving a new moving company or or, or an existing moving company uh, this is the time of the year to implement those changes and tighten up your policies and 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 maybe fix some of the holes in your company we tend to have the time uh in the off season here to do that um if we were to do one thing um over this off season that will help protect us from chargebacks and other uh issues regarding uh credit cards what would that be so there's kind of three things you can do, and it just depends on where you fall, like what's your biggest pain point today. Um, one of the things that you can do is educate your team to identify fraud before it happens. So at the booking level, identify a couple of key things that happen that could be a signal of fraud and try and avoid those types of jobs. So that could be one thing that could save some pain. Um, another thing would be to, again, related to fraud, check the driver's license and credit card when your team's on site. Make sure that that's the card. Make sure that that's the owner. Um, that'll go a long way. And the most important, probably easiest quick fix 
is review your documentation. Make sure that you have initials and signatures on your contracts or bill of lading. Make sure that you have all your terms and conditions outlined. If you have a cancellation policy, have that on the signed estimate and everything just needs to be signed. So make sure your team is getting signatures when they're on site, because otherwise you're gonna have a hard time showing that the customer even saw that. Okay, excellent. Um, so uh, how many, how often would you say a movers in your system or what's the average number of chargebacks a, a mover gets a year? Does it vary or? It, you know, it really depends on the operation. Like you're a good example. You run a legit good company and you don't get a lot of chargebacks. We work with other companies that do a million dollars a month and they get zero chargebacks. We work with others that do $10,000 a month and they get 17 chargebacks. <laughs> so it really, it's really a testament to the service that you provide. So there's no real average yeah. that we're seeing. But um, this year to date, we've seen 5,000 chargebacks. So wow. if we process for 1,500 movers and we have 5,000, the average so, mover is seeing about three and a half chargebacks um, a year. Yeah. Okay. So, so some are well above or <laughs> well below that yes. average. I'm sure the volume has something to do with it too, but uh, interesting. Okay, cool. What... Any before we uh, kind of wind down here, any other uh, nuggets or things you want to leave us with, or other other interesting tidbits for us? No, um, just love being a part of the moving and storage industry. I kind of just fell into it uh, five years ago, and it's treated me well. I try and treat it well, so mm -hmm. we try and give back where we can. Um, we're even helping the Arizona Moving Association mm -hmm. host their first annual conference. So we're kind of spearheading that for them just to help to grow the business over in Arizona and the association. So, no, just love being part of the moving industry. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really great industry filled with great people. And if you're if you're a mover out there that doesn't really get that involved in the industry and you're you're kind of stuck in your corner of the world doing your thing, um, some really great people in the industry. Uh, some of the best relationships I have are with people in the moving industry. And uh, at times I don't always love being an operator in the moving industry, uh, but being in the industry in general is uh, <clears throat> a really great time. And, uh, and actually uh, Justin Hart uh, with the Arizona Movers Association, uh, I'll be actually talking to him later today too. Um, we have a, a state association uh, version of the podcast here to encourage people to get involved. Uh, so he's, he's one of the guys that'll be on there. So, uh, really, really awesome that you're helping out with that and, the uh, dispatchers convention. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun and always love seeing you at the events. You guys are a good time. Really appreciate you, Alex. Uh, love working with remedy. Uh, I, I know you guys have our back. Um, so I was really happy to have you on here. Um, you, you help so many movers and, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, I don't think many businesses in the world, uh, are, are excited about who their credit card processor is. And I think that there's a lot of movers in this industry that are really excited about their credit card processor. And that's just really a, a tribute to how you guys treat us, how uh, sincere and helpful that you guys are and how much you give back to our industry. So we appreciate you. I'm so happy that I could have you on. Um, I think this information was super helpful and uh, just love having you here and we can't wait to see you again soon. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. I, I hope you enjoyed uh, the, my conversation with Alex. Uh, 
had a lot of fun. Really appreciate Alex being here. I know he's a busy guy and he's got a lot going on, especially this time of year. They're and and they're looking to launch some new products, so he's he's got his hands full right now. So super appreciative that uh, he's took the time to come and, and talk with us. Um, if you want to talk to Alex or know more about Remedy or maybe switch your credit card processor over to Remedy, uh, you can give them a call at 714-461-2200 or you can send them an email uh, at info at remedypayments.com. And if all else fails, just Google them. They'll be there. Uh, they'll show up. You know, once again, thank everyone for listening. Uh, we're, we're, we're really happy about how the podcast is going. Uh, it seems to be resonating with people. Um, we're, we're not only on YouTube, you can find us on anywhere that, that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, so, so check us out there, like us, subscribe, uh, share us on your Facebook or, or LinkedIn. Uh, we'd love to get more listeners and, and, uh, connect with more people. Um, so once again, appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll, we'll see you the next time. Now get moving. <laughs>